this in our heads before we started. Oh, we did? Okay. Start again. Okay. Not the, the, the end. With your favorite, favorite hosts, Inelia and Larry. Yeah, that's Yay. how it went in my head. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's a apropos of our topic. It's a very apropos of our apropos topic. Apropos of our topic. It is. Very apropos. Apropos. We're our, our topic's connection. That's what we're thinking about talking yeah. about. Yes. Connection. <clears throat> So we were having a connection in our heads, except for I forgot to, like, share it. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the interesting aspects of connection. Is it? Yeah, because connection goes both ways. Right. And if does. one side is not connected, there is no, actually no connection, even if there's a full intent of connection. So you have to have the transmit and the receive. Yes. And the agreement on both ends. Mm -hmm. hmm. Yeah. So... Um, one of the, mm, I think, more like listenable and interesting listenable stories about connection probably is uh, related to yesterday or David. I'm pretty sure it was yesterday. We were looking at some land. <gasps> yes. And we, we want were. to walk the board, walk the perimeter, or how do you call it? Yeah, we walk in the perimeter. Walk in the perimeter of the land. We went right through the middle and then we walked the edges. Yes. And, uh, Intention is connection with the land, right? Mm -hmm. Connection with that land. Yes. Is that what it is? Well, in yesterday's... Well, we had more reasons. Yes, not, in I'm yesterday's one. I'm not spilling the whole beans. Oh, okay. Just the, the start beans of the land. We want to go because... Reverse, reverse. You know, rewind. Yeah. Yeah. When you own land, your power increases. Yes. Okay. So that's... No. When you go to look at land, does all land improve or increase your power? Or does some land deplete it? Um, In other words, is all land agreeable or is some land less agreeable? I would say the second. Some land is disagreeable. Less agreeable with the, uh, maybe the purpose you, you have intended. Yeah. Right. Because mm -hmm. uh, it's like a desert place that might love being warm and sandy and it doesn't like the idea of growing a greenhouse. Mm -hmm. With a bunch yeah. of water getting squirted up all over it, it's like, yeah. uh -huh. so it would be uh, less supportive of that. So the purpose of making the connection is to see if the land is agreeable to the intention you might have for it, for it, yeah. and you're agreeable to the intention the land has, right? Like two-way communication, right? Yes. <clears throat> so the process we use is to walk the perimeter. And go right to the middle of it is also. Yeah, the edges, the corners, if you can. You edges and the corners that you can reach. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. So we did that yesterday. And what was your impression of the land itself, the connection? Can you describe it a little bit? To me, the land felt that, to me, it felt magical. Mm -hmm. um, it felt like a place that was still hosting very ancient beings. Mm -hmm. um, it was like hiding also. Yeah, totally, huh? Yeah, it was hiding. Hiding in plain sight type. Yes, it is in plain sight. It's by the road, right? <laughs> but it was. It felt like it was hiding. And um, <laughs> there, was a, there was like a, a willingness to host humans interesting i just got the little data mm -hmm. it was hiding from emil because it didn't want to be a field ah, that makes sense yeah. <laughs> no cows no cows no cows, no, no, okay. no, no cows. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense yeah, yeah and he's he was very prolific and very energetic and very um impressionable on imp he made a very big impression on the, on the land, land that he yes. held yes and he uh yeah. emil was a farmer that lived down the street he was in his nineties when we moved in, yeah. and um, <laughs> he was yeah. still mowing the mowing the fields yeah. in our 
our neighborhood. Yeah. I mean, giant Cutting fields of hay with a 1940s tractor and yeah. a 1930s may hay mower. Right. And they have a wrench out sticking out of his pocket and bailing while holding his tractor together and mm-hmm. didn't slow him down a bit. And he was, I don't, I don't think he was even getting paid for the no, mowing of it. He, he just said, well, I don't want to see the fields turn into blackberries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It was quite a powerful being. He was very powerful, yeah. He had a lot of land, too. Yeah, and he was only small. I mean, he was only just about 5'4", yeah. something like that. And this land actually is bordering his land. It is. So The, the one we were looking at, yeah. Right. So it, it is interesting, that message of you know being hiding in plain sight yeah. because of its location and proximity to all these uh, cow fields and hay fields and harvest fields. Anyway... I digress. <laughs> so those are the informations you got from the land that it was interested in hosting and it was hiding in plain sight. Yep. Kind of. Yep. A, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anything else? Um, there was like also a little bit of information about what was there right now. Um, how did you receive the information? Too? Uh, what? Can you describe also how you received the information? I, I'm kind of hoping that. Um, the connection and the data and the interpretations of the data and the process, like how is this experienced, is something that you would share too. Mm. Yeah, so you can map, and anybody can map to yeah, it. Yeah, right? so people can map to yeah. it and uh, mimic it or, yeah. you know, copy it or uh, also do it or bring their own perspective to it. Yeah, so the way that I connect is just, it's, it feels like opening up my awareness to the the land or the object. Mm-hmm. And of course, there's the knowing that there's intelligence and sentiency in everything on the planet mm-hmm. already. That I don't have to convince myself about that. Um, and it's not like I believe it. It's like I know it. Right. Because of all the experiences I've had in the past in my life that were based on that originally anyways. Right? So... That I know there's that sentiency, and it's like opening up, but also it's like meeting a new friend or a new person. Mm-hmm. Um, the very first time we walked into the land is like a complete unknown, mm-hmm. right? And obviously, I felt energy, so like I felt welcomed, I felt like the land wanted to show off mm-hmm. uh, its magic and its ancient ancient beings mm-hmm. it felt that way and with before all the human programs kicked in about what's there right now and what people have done to it and everything else before all anything of that kicked in and we'll talk about interpretation in a bit okay um i've i it felt like i just stepped into a magical kingdom like an elf land or something yeah that's how it felt yeah you're right. like wow how is this right here one mile away from us? How it's is, just one mile down what is, What's going on? It's like, how <laughs> yeah. did I never feel this or see it or perceive it or anything? Yeah. yeah. So the first impressions were very welcoming, very sentient, ancient, full of wisdom, and welcoming, like just welcoming and happy that we were there. It was happy we were there. Right, you know, uh, I experienced that same sense of magic. Since the very first thing was a welcome, there was a welcome. Mm-hmm. Like this was a welcome. Not ancient, but not small. Like a very uh, present, modern, modern feeling cedar tree. Right. Mm-hmm. To me, it felt like a modern. Like I'm, I'm not here for a thousand years. I'm here for a hundred or two. I'm at the drive. I'm, mm-hmm. um, I've been waiting. Since I was born, not too long for you to show up. Mm. It's like here, I see you. Come here, come mm. here. So it's like I'm not. You don't. You know what I'm getting at? Mm-hmm. It's like I'm for this paradigm. Mm-hmm. I'm here and I'm waiting, and mm. I've been waiting, but not forever. Mm. I'm just waiting, <clears throat> and you're welcome. Mm-hmm. Really love that tree. And then a few more steps. There's the thousand year old giant fir going. Yeah, I've been here forever. <laughs> <laughs> And I have a lot of memory. Yes. And I would be open to sharing it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, who are you? Mm-hmm. Kind of like 
what is your energy? It was like a slow introduction and a slow opening. It wasn't like, bang, here you go, you can have it. it oh, like, no, no, we, I haven't received me. that either. Yeah, that's not what I, you know, my, my impression was, it was a like process a of a month. Yeah. Hello, like, who hello, are you? Who are you? And let's get to know each other. It's like, I see you, you see me. It's kind of that connection yeah, of, yeah. see, I'm here. Yeah. Kind of like that. That was pretty cool. Right. And like an acknowledgement of each other's ex existence. More. Right. Right. Yeah. And that introduction, I mean, that's only 10 steps in. Yes. That introduction <laughs> pretty much encompassed the... Uh, the gatekeepers in a way, yes, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, so. I'm the gatekeeper and I'm the, tr not the trainee gatekeeper, but I'm the, uh, the modern one. It's like got both yeah. paradigms, not both paradigms, but both toddler. like <laughs> millennial and, <laughs> and, uh, whatever the twenties are gold, baby boomer. <laughs> here's the boomers, here's the millennial. It was kind of interesting. Both were represented and present. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we haven't actually decided whether we're going to make this part of a project yet. Um, but it's like, it's interesting. It's a very interesting discovery. Right. And um, so we don't jump too far ahead and too far back and on that. I'll try and keep it into the very first part, which is the connection. Mm hmm uh, the two-way communication, I'm open to being communicated to you, and I am communicating to you also. Mm -hmm. I'm open. And then yeah. uh, as we walked, we found there were multiple um, perimeters. Yes. It isn't like a simple square of some mm -hmm. kind. It was um, differently like an shaped. shape yeah. Or like, a, like a, a square L. with a box, a square with a square cut out of it. Like an L. Like an L. <laughs> yeah, that would be an L. Yeah, so it would be an L. <laughs> yeah, so shaped like an L with a triangle on the end. Yeah. So we walked right through to the middle, and um, we kind of got to the human part. And yeah. We didn't make it to the borders. We mm -hmm. only made it to the middle part. Well, we because did it was make our it first, for our first little jaunt yeah. in, our first little set of, what is here and who is this? Right. It's like, hi, I'm Larry, and oh, hi, I'm... Land. Land. <laughs> it's like, hey, it's nice to meet you. What have you... What is here? Curious. And then you see over here is this old van. See over here is this old boat. See over here this building. Mm -hmm. See it's uh, I'm claiming it back. I see all these trees and all this lumber. And here's some machineries. And there's a road, but it's full of mud. We don't do cars here right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that kind of a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was very interesting because obviously part of communication is when you receive data. So it's like an opening like that, right? Mm -hmm. And then. You start getting your five senses data, like the sight, the hearing, and all these type of things. Feeling, smells. And what I found was then my social programs kicked in. Oh, yeah. And there were things like uh, like that, you know, my gosh, there's a lot of work. Yeah. We would need to clean the driveway. The mud is like five inches of mud yeah. from forest mud, like forest created top. Yep. On top of the gravel. Leaf after leaf after leaf after leaf. Yeah. A little bit of dust from the wind. And um, the the human previous habitation that's still left over there. <clears throat> I'm thinking that at the time it might have been pretty cool. But what's left is not that cool. Like an abandoned minivan that's full of weeds and mold and stuff. And... Um, a ton of abandoned boats, again, full of grass growing on them. That one boat had moss this, like, two inches thick, thick over the whole thing. Yeah. And the cover over the engine, and it reminded me of a project by script garage guy would want to show up to me. Yes. It's like, yeah, let me get this started. Yeah. And the buildings, there was a collapsed trailer. Um, it wasn't even recognizable as a, as trailer, a trailer until, until I stood on it. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's a trailer. Yeah, because, uh, yeah. We saw the hitch. Yeah. And there's like the there's like a big shed workshop thing that's collapsing as well. And there's trees growing in it. And there's a 
allegedly called cabin <laughs> or house. I think <laughs> they called it elbow grease. They were the elbow grease. No, the house is leaning sideways and one whole, <laughs> at forty-five degrees. <laughs> yeah, one of the walls is completely collapsed, and uh, some of the roof too. No, I don't think so. I don't think that's a house. <laughs> so there was a lot of kind of negative feelings around the human constructed things for me. Right, the human holder of it and the human the leftover of it. Yes, right. the leftover. There was piles and piles of like a whole mountain of metal windows or doors or something that rusted it together and all sorts of things like that. So then, you know, that part of the communication kicks in and I start thinking, oh, well, if we got this, then we're going to have to spend how much to get like trucks or people to come in and grab all this out of here, yeah. pull all these vehicles out, these boats and those house, those buildings probably need demolished. I mean, there might be a chance that the workshop might be salvageable, mm-hmm. but the so-called house, it, I don't think so. Yeah. Right. So there's a lot of, you know, other energies came in. It's, when yeah. those energies come in, then the connection to the land itself for a while stopped for me. Totally. Okay. So I was like, mm, mm. not so magical. <laughs> <laughs> the right. magic has vanished. And that's interesting because the connection shifted. We were connected with land. It was magical. Magical yeah. land. And then the connection was shifted to the human a, construct. A human construct. That wasn't um, anymore um, alive. It was a. It was like a decay. Yes, it was a decayed. decay connect yeah. connection that's decayed. Something mm-hmm. like that, right? Yeah. And for the, you know, outside of judgment, of course, if you just wait another hundred years or so, there's nothing there. <laughs> right. Literally, you would need uh, archaeologists and I don't know what to dig through it. And you might say, "Oh, look! At one time, they had a workshop here, and they used to make these little." Arrowheads with stone <laughs> chips. See all these chips? It would be like that. Yeah. Maybe not a hundred years. Maybe only fifty. But yeah. If you want to use it tomorrow, then you have to clean up all the stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But the connection was shifted. Mm-hmm. I think that's important to notice how it can shift. Yeah. We were connected to one thing, and then we connected to another thing. Yeah. And in that sense, was there a two-way communication connection with the human stuff? Or was there a one-way um, connection? Did there was there data both ways in that connection? Do you think? Uh, some of the stuff I'm talking about the workshop again because it felt like the workshop felt happy yeah. that there were people there, and it felt like oh, we're going back to work. <gasps> come on, come on! Yeah, I felt the same too. Yeah, it did. It was enthusiastic. It was like, like start the fire. Let's dry yeah, out a little bit. Yeah, they, let's do the machines and let's turn on let's our electricity. We need lights. We need power. Yes, yeah. conversations and music and yeah, you know, let's get let's get this party going, right? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. So for that one, I I did feel that. With the house, I felt a very kind of barely conscious energy, very tired energy, um, like I'm done kind of energy. Mm-hmm. Um, even when I looked at the 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 little greenhouse connected, you know, the sunroom. Yep. And I I felt you know I love sunrooms and even yeah. in like a half demolished, really old and <laughs> yeah. Have rotted sun. Still, still, they still, still generate. Yeah, still generates how beautiful to me. Um, but even then, it was like, yeah, no, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. yeah, it was, it was cool, but yeah, and not in a sad way either. It, it was more like the energies dissipating into the environment. I think. Yeah, I'm not a generational house. I was a one shelter, a shelter for this human and that human is gone and i'm too yeah like i am him and he is gone i'm gone yeah i don't want to like raise a family right right yeah that's interesting that communication i had the same same feeling too Mm. the uh, workshop was please yes Yes, please (laughs) and the house was don't look at me don't look at me i'm gone just demolish me just go away (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah so uh we did come back for a second visit because the first visit had a lot of uh, introductions mm-hmm. and a lot of understandings. And um, after we had done that and we understood the land's 
communication of its uh, magicness, of its uh, hostingness mm-hmm. feeling, of its uh, I'm ready to do it again. I'm ready to start. Yeah. And uh, the other part, which was further back in the land, is like, hey, just let me go. Mm-hmm. So it's like a large portion of it wants to be leave it be, and then some portion of it's actually the portion right by the road says, yeah, yeah, you guys turn the lights on, let's go. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm ready. Yeah. So uh, that attached to a what possible why would we have for being interested in this land came to be right. Mm-hmm. Like what can and how, which way would this land, which way would we? You'd be mutually function supportive. with this land. Yeah. Why would we want this? Yeah. Why would we want to be there? The thing that the land's interested in is there something that we're interested in that's also the same. Right. Like, where is our mutual agreement, right? Mm -hmm. Because at first, you know, all it really takes is a sign for sale. It's like, ooh, let me look. (laughs) Have you seen another sign for sale? We didn't look. We we looked. Like, down the road, up down the street, we looked, we stopped, we looked out the door and said, no. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing mutual here. I see what you mean by look. I thought you meant look, getting to the land and stuff. Right. Right. No. Up the road, yeah, there was another for sale sign. We stopped the car. We did. We looked at the land and we said no. <laughs> <laughs> like at the front of the front of the Hosette Road too. Yeah. We looked at that, and well, every time we drove by, it just kept on saying, "Come look at me, come yeah, look at me, come did. look at me." It right. Did. And so yeah. eventually, I did stop and I went you with did. a couple people. Yeah. And we walked the land, mm-hmm. and the land that surrounded it was the land that was shining and the one that was for sale was like, no, I I was tricking you. <laughs> <laughs> somebody, please. You really please want somebody, me. please. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's interesting the communications that we get, right? And how we yeah. get them and how we interpret them too. Uh-huh. Yeah. So we did go back uh, with another intention and the intention had to do with facilitating a connection, another connection with a, I'm going to call it non-human, because, well, we have to define human, and we have a definition of human. Yeah, a human is a physical body element and a soul, right? Connected, it's a symbiotic relationship that makes a human. Right, and a non... With a humanoid form. form. <laughs> yeah, that's how we'll recognize it. A non-human means they either are not a physical body, uh-huh with a soul, or they're not a soul with a body. Right. They're a different thing. Yeah. So what would you call a human body that hasn't got a um, symbiotic soul connection with it? I would call it the physical body elemental. So a Sasquatch would be a physical body elemental. Yes. That rolls off the tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just call them Sasquatch. <laughs> Let's call them Squatchy. Squatchies. So there's squatches. humans and there's squatches, and there is a difference, and the difference is the soul. Mm-hmm. And the, the legend that we heard was that the uh, when the aliens came from the sky to give... Don't forget it was the gods at the time. When the gods came from the sky, not aliens, I'm sorry. Yeah, from the stars. When the gods, you say it, I've got it all wrong. When the gods came from the stars to, to give, give humans, humans their souls... Their the Sasquatch, Sasquatch tribes tribe said, said no, no, and they went and hid. Yes. So humans got souls. No, which... no, it was like, uh, it wasn't the Sasquatch tribes at the time. It's like some tribes said, said no, no, and they they hid, they they stayed away from the the, Gods. the 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 place where they were getting their souls. The place right? where the soul things was going on. Yeah. And then... And then... The people with souls changed, and they started calling the other tribes that didn't get their souls Sasquatch, or with the name Whatever it is around here. Time, yeah. Yeah. Right. So Sasquatches are, in a sense, the human body elemental's original form, mm-hmm. before being modified to accept uh, a, a cohabitation of a soul. And a soul mm-hmm. is a another body elemental mm-hmm. that yes. doesn't have a physical... It's very. It's not very dense. Density, right? Yeah, it does a have a density, density, but it's not very dense. So, if it were to fiddle around on the planet, it would have a hard time interacting with the planet, connecting oh, yeah. with the planet, because it doesn't have the density to connect. Mm-hmm. In other words, you can't pick up the water, you can't drink the water, no, because there's no fertile water to stay. Oh, yeah, and you can't like put your lips to it, right? So, to have that uh, soul, to, for the soul to have the physical experience that needed a body to host it host it yeah mm-hmm. 
But not everybody wanted one of those. No, not everybody wanted a saw here. So in an original form, if you think about it, here's the, it makes logical sense, right? In an original form, a human body elemental should be able to survive on this planet without any... Clothes. Clothes. Shelter. Without any shelter. Without houses, any... Houses. Heating. Cooling. Hats. Stoves. Sun cream. Sunscreen. Yeah. Stoves. Tools. Boots, um, cars. Airplanes. Yeah, tools. Yeah. Think about it. They don't need any of that. And they exist in just fine. Yep. We need that. Mm -hmm. Because we are modified. Yes. And the modification makes us less suited for... Uh, you know, living without coats, hats, <laughs> hair, whatever. Because yeah. the modification changes us. Yeah, it did. We have a different experience. It's not better, it's not worse, or it's different. It is different, yeah. But, of course, that created a little bit of separation between us and uh, the tribes who didn't get souls, because clearly if they don't want souls, and we all got them, how do you get them? How do mm -hmm. you describe it or explain it to a dog or a cat or a dolphin or something, you know? Explain what? Souls, and how you get them and how you don't get them. <laughs> Remember, they they don't want to be around humans too much because they don't want to catch a soul. Oh, the Sasquatch, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you can explain it away all you want, but they've, they've existed for a very long time with the knowledge that it's best just not to associate too much. Yeah. Because souls and make people act differently. Yeah, but also I think that when Earth decided to have a light-dark experience yeah. with the humans and other creatures, um, the Sasquatch, it feels like the Sasquatch, uh, let's say, put their responsibility for that or the blame for that on the soul part of the human. Right. So souls are very dangerous because they make you do stupid things, type of thing. Right, right. But because for them, a light up paradigm is a stupid thing. It's a very bad idea. Very bad idea. And only a soul would convince you to do that. Yeah, so don't talk to them too long because no. you'll get convinced. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's probably a lot of, uh, you know, persistence to hold the Sasquatches in their state. Mm -hmm. And those are traditions, probably family connections, um, historical connections, tribal affiliation, a whole bunch of things, right? Mm -hmm. To hold them where they are. And they aren't necessarily true or rational mm -hmm. from our perspective, but from their perspective, they are true and rational enough to continue the existence they have. Yeah. And it preserved it, yeah. which was probably its purpose, right? Yeah. So what we considered was having the land host a connection. And would it be interested in that connection? And it said clearly, yeah, I'm interested in hosting connection. With who? Right. <laughs> <laughs> or with who is the Sasquatches in the area? Are you interested in having a connection with certain people? Right. Of a certain frequency. Well, we Something started. Like we started with would Would you be interested in having a location where you and people that have souls <laughs> yeah. can connect? And they said, "What people? Right. Not all people." And we said, well, how about, let's say, awakened, high-frequency people who are not here to find out if you're real, right? Right. Um, and, like, the communication went back and forth of, like, defining that person. Right. So I'm not sure what was my idea, so what was their data. Right. Um, but it was, like, they already have the the ability to have experiential telepathy with them. Um, either with them as a species or they already have the ability, the, experiential telepathy. The people they're interested in connecting with? Yes. Yeah. They don't want people who are there to prove to themselves that a Sasquatch exists. They're, they're done with that. They don't want anybody there who wants to prove it to the world. So they don't want cameras or phones, right? Anything that would either pollute their connection but also... Uh, show their location. Their intent is different. Yeah. Their location or that they're going to post it on their Instagram or whatever, right? Right. They don't want that. They're not interested in that. And I haven't asked the why, 
But I think it's street smart, so every time I look at it, it feels very street smart to not do that. Don't do that. Right. And I know that, personally speaking, at the Shaman Shack, I, I, we did have some very, very close encounters. I mean, we saw Sasquatch three times, physically saw them. Yeah. And, um. Of course, when I was in the shower. Yes, when you were in we the shower. An outdoor outside. shower. Yeah. You heard them. I, <laughs> I heard saw them. them. <laughs> and I was like, what the heck is that? Yeah. And you came running out of the shower in your in your Sunday birthday suit, suit. Yep. <laughs> in your birthday suit, um, and um, yeah. So it's like I saw the, the Sasquatch, right? I could mm-hmm. hear it obviously, but I saw it, um, and you heard it, and the dogs ran after, it and then came running back out again. I was like, oh no, no, no! Don't yeah. chase that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and. The other times, was one of them looking through the window at me while I was watching television. That was fun. Yeah, that was like, looked like Romeo's face. It did. It must have been a really young one. Um, and so we've had that type of connection until I took out my cell phone and started recording. Oh, by the way, Romeo is our dog. Portuguese water dog. And he can't see out of his eyes unless you cut his hair real good. Because yeah. his whole face is one big shaggy lump of fur. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So, once I took out my phone and started recording that connection, the yeah. physical evidence, like the sounds, the voices, the phys- physical views, it all finished. And it was very clear, like, don't record us. Right? But it's we almost irresistible, that. huh? I know, it's so irresistible. Because we connect with everyone saying, else by sharing I know, our phone that, and that's, I think it's the sharing the of the photographs that we do, or the voices or sounds. Yeah. Um, you know, for ourselves, you know, we might want to take a photo for ourselves, but we don't actually need that. Once you see it, you see it. I mean, there's no denying it. So that's a type of agreement, really. And then for the purpose of what, right? What is the purpose behind that connection? And to me, it's an expansion of awareness and a a reconnection because Throughout the ages and throughout human collective having played with the light dark paradigm, they, the Sasquatch, have made attempts at staying connected. I mean, even in Mia Bay, they, there was a site, one walking down the street and under a bridge and on a bridge and, you know, going into people's um, smokehouses. smokehouses and actually physically having a meeting, you know. But also the energetic or the experiential telepathy connection that they have tried to keep uh, has also been done by kidnapping, not kidnapping, but taking uh, young women, like childbearing women, throughout the age, throughout the years. And then the, the ladies come back and they have babies and the babies are very, very ugly. Right, very ugly babies. Um, <laughs> And there's a couple of families in Nia Bay that they look like Sasquatch. Like, what can I say? You know, it's like there was this man. I just remember I was in sitting in the car in the truck. Uh, you'd gone somewhere. It yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was looking at my phone or I was in a call or something. That's why I couldn't go with you. And then I look up and I see a Sasquatch walking past me wearing clothes. And I go, oh, What? <laughs> Clothes? What? And then he turns around and he's one of the guys, you know, that I've seen lots of times, <laughs> yeah. you know, buggers. You just buggers. saw his uh, his ancestry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's the walk and the yeah. height and the gait the and, and the length of the arms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just obvious. Um, and he's so, not super ugly, by the way. When we say ugly baby, it's like different. No, no, he's ugly. Okay. <laughs> ugly. Sorry, honey. <laughs> I think he's a fine looking fellow. Well, he's very strong, very strong, very strong and jaws, very deliberate, and very big, very small, like he hasn't, and he doesn't have a neck. <laughs> it's like his shoulders and his head go straight on there. Yeah. <laughs> his face, his head goes straight into his shoulders. <laughs> okay. So he's well, we different. have a different. Yeah, okay, we'll use different. Okay, let's use. Different. I prefer to avoid the trigger words. Yeah, I suppose because ugly human, but yeah. very beautiful Sasquatch. Right? Yeah, like jeez, like, you're beautiful. the prettiest Sasquatch I ever yeah, seen. Yeah. Probably, yeah. Yeah. So, 
and I looked at I have had some contact it wasn't physical um there was a situation I spoke about it before when I woke up in the middle of the night hearing noises in the kitchen remember that one yes anyway I'm gonna tell it again I guess yes you should um so I woke up in the middle of the night and Larry was still sleeping and I heard noises in the kitchen so I got up and I went into the kitchen and there was one, two, there were three adult Sasquatches in the kitchen, all bent down because they couldn't fit in. Well, actually, let me just, uh, and there was a, a little child Sasquatch on the chair, on the sofa, <coughs> laying down. And I have to say the, the adult, there was an adult male that was looking at me facing the bedroom door. and. As I came out, he growled really loudly, and he was really hunched over. He was so big, he had to hunch over to fit into the room. And he growled, like, like really angry at me, right? Very, very angry at me. Right. And I looked at him, and I said, I understand that something's going on, and that you're very upset. Let's see what this is about, and what we can do about it, right? Mm -hmm. And then there was this older... Sasquatch, and that's the one I want to concentrate on for okay. a bit. But let me finish the story first. All right. It was an older Sasquatch uh, who had lighter fur, and she had things stuck on her fur, like little feathers and little stones and things and braids. And she was actually carrying a pouch. And that, to me, surprised me. Right. right? Uh, to me, what came to me is Wisdom Keeper sh uh, Shaman, right? Sure. That's what the words that came into me. And and then there was a female Sasquatch, and she was very, very upset, very, very upset, holding this baby Sasquatch or young, very young Sasquatch that was laying on the sofa. And the the Wisdom Keeper one quieted the male one um, down, right? Like, mm -hmm. okay, we need, we came here for help kind of thing right or for data or something like that like experiential telepathy is it's it's not hasn't got it's not words, words right uh, it's a so it's, sense it's of like, yeah so i said why well, okay so i just bypassed the male who was still very angry and i went towards the women and the baby and the they said they showed to me that the baby was very very sick and it was nothing that they knew it wasn't something they knew and I looked at the baby and I saw, touched its kind of face, like face and nose, and it was boiling. Mm -hmm. And I felt it was some sort of like flu type thing. And the first thing I thought was vitamin C. So I thought, oh, we need to give the baby vitamin C, lots and lots of it. And... um. And I tried to, I said, actually said it in words, vitamin C, and the, the wisdom keeper was like, what are you saying, right? So yeah. I went to the cabinet, the medicine cabinet, and I was looking for the vitamin C, and I thought, wait, that's not good. They're not good. They're not good. They <laughs> this is not, it's not going to help. And how is that baby going to use it anyway? It's just impossible. So I went back to her, and I showed her, um, the, I rose showed hips. her rose hips. Mm -hmm. Sorry? Yeah, rose hips. Yeah, I showed her rose hips and I felt into the flavor, that kind of tangy flavor of the vitamin C. And then I felt that going into the baby's body, right? Mm -hmm. And I said lots and lots, like I showed her lots and lots of it. And she like looked at me for a little while and then she went, oh, like, you know, recognition. Yes, I know what that is. And I said lots and lots. She said yes. And then she showed me other things that had it. In the area, like the bruise tips and the yep, little, yep. uh, the ferns, uh, the the parts of the fern. There's parts of the fern that have it, and there's a lot of other berries that have it, and some. Uh, there's some sour something. Yeah, and there's some things that grow like the root part of something. Yeah. And she was showing me all these other things. I was saying yes, yes. I was tapping into those things that she was showing me. I said yes, yes, yes. And I kept saying lots and lots. So she immediately sent out that that's what they needed. And they, she said, 
how how did the humans give him this kind of thing right? right and what i felt into it it felt like he'd been hanging out at a 5g tower too long in the area he got his he got a little de um destructured destructured yeah <laughs> unstructured because yeah. uh, 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 the, they're putting the towers up like uh look like trees in the woods mm. Probably they're strange looking and to a young kid. Yeah. Like, what the hell? Your tree and is maybe this? Maybe climbed it or whatever. Climbed this tree yeah. and took it out, yeah. yeah. I said, so stay away from those. Stay away from any towers. Uh, and I showed her look what they felt like. Because when I go near one of those fire towers, I feel it. I feel it in my body. And she understood that, and they left. And then every day, oh, yeah, and then they left, right? And I went back to bed, and you were still in bed. And I got back into bed and went to sleep. And the next day I wondered, were they really there? Physically, were they there? Mm -hmm. Was it an astral thing? I couldn't, you know. Hard to place it in real here now. Yeah, hard to place it. But it was so freaking real. Um, But obviously, you know, I'm a very, I always dismiss everything, right? If I can't back it up, right? So... I went outside into the kitchen and then I saw that the front door was wide open and it was like, oh, okay, <laughs> you know, but I was looking in the kitchen to see if I could see evidence that the baby had been laying there or the big Sasquatch, whatever, you know, but they didn't leave any evidence at all. Um, And then every day I would tap in, especially to that wisdom keeper and the parents, I think it was the parents, the mum and dad. To see how the baby was doing. And he was dodgy there for a while. For about a week. It was very dodgy. Um, But they had everybody collecting vitamin C. And then one day I got. Yes he's fine. He's up. He's healthy. He's good. And I was like. Phew. (laughs) What a relief. Right. So those type of communications. That's how they feel. And. Even though the one that we saw, I saw in the backyard, was a physical creature running through the trees. Um, it was daytime, I was bright, right awake and everything. It's a different awareness field, a lot, like a different um, consciousness state when right. you're wide awake. But when you have a sleep in the middle of the night, right? And it was always almost dreamy, you know? Because... They do have the capacity to put you to sleep or to calm you down, right? And it's possible that even though the dad was very, very mad at me, and that aggression could have sent my body into a panic, I feel like the wisdom keeper was holding me in a state of extreme calmness, or I was. I don't know. Either I, I, I mean, I don't. I mean. I don't scare unless it's a snake, you know, or a spider. Right. But other things, I mean, I see them as data, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember, I, I, it's like, but I was supported in that, I think, with the other one's calmness, right? Right. And well, the reason I wanted to tell this story is because I, I wanted to concentrate on the, the shaman, the wisdom keeper one, because it felt like she had human DNA in her or genetic material in her. It felt like at some point in the past uh, one of her ancestors had either mated with a man or a woman and had created a lineage that was Sasquatch but had that connection so they could The connection points. Yes. Could communicate with the humans. Right, because well, the G, the Modification has to do with the DNA, which is multidimensional, right? Yes. And the multidimensional change in the DNA to allow human and soul to merge, basically the soul encompass the body, whatever, that is modified, and that modification is genetic information transmitted from body to body. Mm -hmm. So in a sense, the Sasquatch are correct that they can be catch a soul in a sense. (laughs) Yeah, and I think they do it on purpose. I think they do it on purpose. They choose a lineage. Their connection. Connectionable. With the rest of their cousins. Yeah. Right. Which is how they see us. They see us as their cousins. Yeah. Right? Interesting. So, to one of the things that I've noticed with people who do connect with Sasquatch, and I've seen it many times, 
It's very similar to the romanticism of the native, right? Right. And it's almost like the person gives their power away completely to the native or to the Sasquatch, like they're wise beyond everything and, you know. Right. And that's not actually true. Um, I have met another two, what I would call their wisdom keeper shamans mm -hmm. in the past, and those two were male and they were really, really old. <laughs> and they did not have any human genetics at all. They didn't have it. Right. But this lady one that we saw... The one with the pouch? Yeah, the one with the pouch, she did. She had something, not much, but she did have it. Yeah. I felt into it. I felt it. Right. And, um, but it, it felt like that, the connection. So, um, it's like, and there's a lot of tradition here, even in the reservation of, yeah, we used to trade with the... We used to trade with the Sasquatch. Your mom used to say, yeah, yeah, we used to trade with the Sasquatch. I've seen them, right? Yeah. And we used to trade with them. And when we said, well, what did you trade with them for? I said, medicine. We trade medicine. But I never found out whether it was the Sasquatch medicine or the, the Macaw medicine. Yeah, you know? I never. Um, but also there's another story of when uh, – your mom was a young woman and she was in the village with all the other women and the aunties and the grandmas doing uh, something. They were getting something ready, like a big meal or something. And all the children were outside in the street playing. And then they all came in really upset. Yeah, I remember right? that. Yes. Very upset. They came in and they said, what's wrong? What's happened? He says, well, the monkey boys got rough and we told them to be gentle, but they didn't. And they got rough. So we're not going to play with them anymore. <laughs> The lucky boys are too strong. Yeah. And they're mean. They're mean and they're rough. <laughs> they're just playing too rough. Yeah. It's like the Tiny or Anatolian Shepherd and Lucy or Akbash. When they play. They play rough. <laughs> they play rough and you think, oh my God, what are they doing? Yeah. And they're smiling. They're yeah, like, this they is the it. best game yeah, ever. <laughs> but from the outside looking in, you go like, gosh, you guys be nice to each other. They're like, what do you mean? We are being nice. Yeah. Quite funny. So that's the energy of they're not interested in people who want to find out if Sasquatch is real. They're not interested in that connection. Yeah. So one of the things that we did with the land was to go and say, okay, so the land is very willing. As far as I can see, the land is very willing. If we do take this on as a project, obviously there's going to be a lot of cleaning up to do from the human aspect of what's on the land. Yeah. Um, and then the, if the Sasquatch are interested, they're going to leave signs. Right. If the Sasquatch are interested in, um, participating in the connection, connection exercise with, you know, um, selected frequency human. Yeah. Uh, in, in a location that, you know, we can all agree on. Otherwise it's a little bit harder to hold the right. Um, the power location, of human, yeah. the power of choosing, the power of doing, yeah. our personal power for this process is assisted by having the land that is supporting mm -hmm. it. Yeah. And the Sasquatch tribe that wants it. So if yes. they want to, if they want this, if they're interested, then they can let us we know. ask them to let, you know, at leave least uh, leave some signs that we can recognize as them. Mm -hmm. But also, I think this is only possible now at this degree of the conversation, right? Then this level of clarity from the conversation because we're going through the split. Right. And they're very clear about the people who they will be willing to, if we figure out all the details, to participate with. And those are awake, high-frequency individuals. They're not like people who are there for ego agendas or you know, money agenda. No, I mean, money is not not in that sense of money is evil, but to just be, uh, profit, exploit, exploit. There's that's right. That's the right one. Uh, exploit the the connection, right? Or even to prove everybody wrong, or or prove fear. themselves right. Yeah. Or any proof? Yeah. It's not about proof. No, it's not about. Proof. It's about connection. Proof. Not proof. 
What were we talking about? <laughs> Prude? Of not, what? I don't remember, honey. <laughs> not to be there for proof, honey. Not to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> of anything. <laughs> or to prove anything. So, um. So, um, the connection, yes, the connection part is not to be there, so I prove that I'm real or don't prove that I'm real. It's a different purpose of connection. Yeah, it's more like In other friendship. Words, the why yeah. is person. different. And yeah. who is different? Yeah. Who do I want to connect with? These ones. Why? Because. Mm -hmm. X, Y, Z. Mm -hmm. So that was some of the connection information, right? Yes. So these are all invitations. Right. doesn't mean you have to do it. And it does mean that to do it, there will be steps and things and focus and attention and other processes, right? And it's not the only thing you're doing. It's the same as they are. Not the only thing that that tribe is doing is uh, connecting with humans on a piece of hostable property. Right. They all have other things they're doing, too. They are, yeah. But this is an interesting thing, and they had interest, too. Yes. When you put it that way, that's interesting. Yeah. Right? And they're very receptive to invitation. Yeah. The other two wisdom keepers that I mentioned before, that was quite surprising. I didn't physically see them, uh, but I felt them with every other sense. <laughs> We were in the field behind the shaman shack, and we had a, a couple of visitors with us that day. And uh, we decided to do a oneness connection exercise in the middle of the field. Yeah. And in the oneness connection exercise, you become one, and you invite. At the time, it's like you invite the the high frequency sentiency to become one, right? And we were all sitting in the field with our eyes closed, and suddenly I felt these two enormous enormous sasquatch coming up and sitting in the circle and I felt them I heard them I sensed them I smelled them everything and I thought oh my god I need to open my eyes you know I opened my eyes and I looked over and I couldn't see them with my physical eyes <sighs> darn it and that part shocked me <laughs> they're there and they're not physically seeable yeah which that part shocked me and it was like whoa so unexpected and they were so happy they were so happy that they had received that invitation that it was like finally finally you're back type of energy right right you're finally back we're so happy you're back cousin that type of energy, <laughs> right know? right it's probably yeah because it's like where our experience of reality and the light dark stuff moves the frequency of beingness down through a certain threshold at a certain threshold then probably you're not compatible enough to see each other mm -hmm. and when i mean by all measures you will be invisible to each other mm -hmm. you might exist you might remember or have a thoughts of but they don't coexist in the same frequency band so to speak and you know we we know we can only see in a certain frequency band of light. It's known, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's um, the same kind of a general. I don't know about sense. like frequency as in are they a higher a frequency, frequency than us, a lower frequency than us? A different frequency it's band. It's just different, different. But also to remember that a lot of people have generated a type of godliness about the Sasquatch, and they're not. They're human. No, they're not human. They're human elementals, right? Yeah. And they do go to war, right? I mean, there is even a legend, not a legend, legend actually, they say oral history, that one of the human tribes here up in, up north here, up northwest, by Seattle. yeah, one of the human tribes decided to go to war with the Sasquatch because they weren't happy about something the Sasquatch Well, they took some of their girls and they were, they were, they knew better. They went to go try and get the girls back. Oh, one of the, that's right, yeah, yeah. The Sasquatch took some of the girls, as it was traditional. It happens. <laughs> in the tribes around here. Like, I mean, when that happens, you just don't... Uh... But with the Sasquatch tribe, you just let it alone, leave it alone. And they decided to go and get the girls back and go to war. And then that whole tribe was gone. They got all killed. Everybody in that tribe got killed. And that was a warning for all the other tribes. And all the other tribes heed that warning. Don't go to war with the Sasquatch. Right? Because you're not going to win. <laughs> it's not not in that play field. 
No, you're not going to win. No. So it's not like they're pacifists or, you know, like gentle giants or anything like that. They have a, they have their kind of structure and limits. Um, also, another story, um, the even the story I told, I mean, the male Sasquatch was very angry and he was expressing that anger, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in a very aggressive way, uh, but I'd never, I didn't feel threatened. I mean, I think he was trying to make me feel threatened. You know, don't you hurt, hurt my babies or my baby, and then, you know, something like that maybe. Sure. But I didn't actually feel threatened. Um, the I actually just told him to cool down, to chill, because I wanted to hear that lady was going on, right? <laughs> right. Um, there, there was another story. Oh yeah, so. It feels to me like when the Europeans started coming here, there was a lot of treading on each other's toes. And there were some histories of that possible um, people got killed by Sasquatch uh, in the 1700s or whatever, in this area. And there was, it feels to me like the Sasquatch got understanding of what was happening and either made a deal with the human collective the larger human collective at some point about just stay out of our way you know and we're going to be invisible to you and that's going to stop all this nonsense right it just felt that way and that's why it's very rare to see a sasquatch or an evidence of a sasquatch because they decided to just avoid all that nonsense and it's your dog <laughs> maybe there's a Sasquatch in the back <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised um, to avoid all that nonsense by staying quiet and invisible right, just separating yeah, yeah. so this is the opposite of separating exactly, but it's so connection with a certain Energy of human. Yes. The certain energy is people who are not into wanting to battle, war, capture, uh, prove, um, trap, or anything like that in any way or form, right? Mm-hmm. So that's, a, that's how it feels to me. And to communicate. Who can communicate. Who can trained in communicating. Yeah. And we do have an experiential telepathy class, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Definitely the... have it. A... Experiential telepathy class. Yes, that people can use to train themselves to how to communicate with the Sasquatch. And other things, but Sasquatch also. Yes. So being skilled communicator means, yeah, you can speak their language. Yeah. So it's not very fun to have, well, I mean. It would be fun just to see. It's fun just to be there and see and experience each other, but it's also, uh, you don't have room for mistakes if you have clear communication. Right. Do you remember our very first communication as a couple we had with the Sasquatch? Do you remember it? I don't know. No, you remember? I might if you if yeah. you told me. remember it right away. So we were in John's Land in a jeep. Yeah. One of the first oh. times we went to yeah, okay. yeah yeah. One of the first times we went there, and when we got back to the jeep, there was this massive handprint on the windshield. <laughs> yep, from the top. From the top, and you tried to get Upside to it. Upside down. <laughs> you had to climb on top of it. Jeep to get there, and then you put your hand over the print. Yeah, and it was much, much it was bigger. Double, three you would times have to be ten hand. foot tall to put that handprint there. I know. Yeah, that was that was amazing, that was funny. and that was like a hello, right? Yeah. To me, that's how. It, I mean, it was clear. It wasn't like a maybe a handprint. It was very, very clear, muddy handprint yep. on your on your windshield. Totally, you couldn't miss it. And we had several interactions on that land, but the um, yeah, we did. That nice that land wasn't. Uh, it didn't work for hosting something like this. This is very public. It's just too public. Yeah, yeah. there wasn't any public. limit. Even if you bought it and owned it, you would have a hard time, keeping, or practically impossible time, keeping the traffic off of it because yeah. it's on a well-used well trail. Yeah, a very determined people who will people. use that trail. They're going to yes. get there no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, this land doesn't have that issue. No. And it's pretty, it keeps itself really invisible. Really, it's well, really well hidden. hidden. So, 
that's uh, what we're working on for connection yeah. this week. Mm-hmm. Kind of interesting and exciting and uh, related to our instant manifestation workshop and the connections that are happening there. These connections being fostered in high frequency. Yeah. Magic. Yeah. Connections good. Connections good. I think that speaks to what our class for subscribe star is going to be about do you remember what it is yeah it has something to do with uh disturbances in the force <laughs> negative thoughts <laughs> negative what thoughts. are they how to in- interpret them correctly are they positive or negative in themselves and what to do about them and how they affect your relationships, how they and, affect connections. relationships and connections negative thoughts so if you're not aware or you're interested now you're aware and if you're interested yeah. Check it out. Yeah, and that class is going to happen on the 18th so of May. I think that's like in a few days. From when this recording is four days, but when this is published, I think... Tomorrow. Well, three days, just a few days. days. Yeah. So if you're interested in that kind of connection, go to go our, check out the Subscribe Star. Yeah. It's the easiest way to get to it, and yeah. that class will be there. Mm-hmm. And the Experiential experiential Telepathy class, it's at ineliabenz.com in the store. You can download it from there. Or if you are a subscribe star person or a work with me person, it's in your library. Yes. And we will talk about this land and this project more perhaps later. Yeah, the second hour. Maybe in the second hour. Hey, for sure we'll be talking about it in the second hour. That's <laughs> 100%. That's what it's about. <laughs> okay, see you there. Bye. Love you. Love you, darling.